Hey everyone, welcome to Essentially Heroes. You got your boy, Etienne Kinsey, filmmaker and the other stuff. And I'm um, joined by my co-producer, partner in crime, good buddy. Johnny Farris. Of uh, Rusty Farris Will Productions, yeah, writer. Of uh, Ferris Comics fame. That's right. <laughs> And uh, yeah, welcome back. So we have a pretty fun episode that we're going to be doing today. So because uh, um, I mean, obviously, we're like a, just a little bit behind on this one. Usually we're behind on our topics when we we're behind by months. This time we're <laughs> this yeah, only a couple weeks. the most up to date. Right. Relatively. Right. This is. This is the Joker episode. That's right. We're going to be talking all things Joker. All things Joker, uh, especially the movie that came out on uh, October 4th, I believe it was, this year, at least, at least in the U.S. Today's November 7th. All right. That's fine. You're right. Yeah. So a little behind. <laughs> Wait, no, no. Octo yeah, October. For, yeah. yeah. The month. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I, I guess we'll, uh, we'll get kicked off by just giving an overview of the of the joker as a as a character as a whole so what what are your uh recollections or, or fondest memories of the, of the joker as a character animated series of course <laughs> Obviously. Yeah. i don't i don't even know why i asked <laughs> going back to yes batman the animated series number one yeah um, og animated first iteration where uh joker was played by Mark Hamill. That's right. Luke Skywalker, ladies yes. and gentlemen, for those who don't know. Mm -hmm. um, voice, uh, a voice actor and a character of, of my, my youth would have been Kevin Conroy's Batman versus Mark Hamill's Joker. Yes. Um, Rival that read that has continued into the, the modern day. That's right. They're they, still playing. Yeah, they, they still do play those characters, even in the... Video games, the uh, the Arkham series. Yes, they are still played by. Uh, I think the only one that they changed it for was Arkham Origins. For uh, for Arkham Origins, that was the only game in the Arkham series where the characters were played by. Uh, not voice actors. Yeah, not Conroy and. Oh, not and Conroy Arkham. and him. Yeah, okay, that was gotcha. the only game in the series where they gotcha. weren't but played. But you're by asking me about the Joker, and really. I'm going back to that because that was my own uh, introduction. Oh, Roger Craig Smith and Troy Baker. You got me. Now let her go. Oh, life would be so simple if you were all I wanted. No, no. You're just a teeny little distraction compared to what I've got on my sleeve. <laughs> There we go. Not the usual can opening sound. It's not. We're stepping it up. A yeah, we stepped it up a little bit today. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I've seen Troy Smith, uh, Troy Baker, Troy yeah. Baker. He's, yeah, he's he's been in in a bunch of animated stuff. All the animated <laughs> stuff. If if Troy Baker, yeah, yeah, he's probably been in everything you've seen ever. But yeah, he's he's a very prolific actor. Um, but yeah, sorry, you were saying. Joker for yeah, I was introduced to Joker by that by the animated series, mm. and 
because of that animated series, I started, I think I read the comics in tandem. I started to read the comics. I wanted to get into the Batman comic. Mm. And what struck me about the Joker was that he is Batman's perfect foil. Mm. If Batman is calculated mm. and, and, and completely confident and in possession of, uh, of, of, of every, uh, of, of his muscles as a ninja, of, of his fitness, of his detective skills, and weaving them into this perfect character that can execute almost every time, which is seemingly superhuman in and of himself. Mm -hmm. Joker is the perfect antithesis to all of that because there is nothing calculated seemingly about him except for his ability to create mayhem mm. or create uh, just 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 be the opposite to all those things that are linear and 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 uh, brooding oh. <laughs> um, uh, phones on yeah. silent <laughs> sorry about that <clears throat> yeah um in, 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 batman's got it down he's always got it he's always the go-to character he's always he's he's the guy justice league goes to him cuz they mm. know that that if if he doesn't have um, the answer to any situation, hmm. he'll probably figure it out. Right. Joker is the opposite of that, and bad bad guys do go to the Joker also because he is the guy to come up with the wrong answer, if you will. <laughs> so or to uh, just uh, and and he and he doesn't stop. Batman never kills. Joker will kill anything and everything in his way, hmm. and he doesn't stop. He's the, he he will he will. He will kill your wife, he will kill your kids, he will kidnap your kids, he will stop at nothing, pretty much to get Batman's attention, seemingly. Yeah. I mean, I think it's cool how the Joker kind of takes different forms depending on what the story needs of him and basically just what is, I, I guess you could say, what what's his most appropriate role in that in that scenario so because the joker has throughout the years been on all levels of the, the spectrum of, of evil yes you know from um pretty much just minor mischief to unspeakable horrors you know because um back in the day when the Joker was first created. I, I think it was back in the forties. Right. Um, he started out as an, obviously an antagonist character for Batman, who was killing people, and it was up to Batman to stop him. You know, he was using his Joker gas and his other clown tricks to to kill people. And then during, I believe, the fifties is when there was a crackdown on comic books and comic book content, basically making it so that you couldn't show actual crime and stuff in comic books because they were worried that it would negatively affect the youth sure. in various and hilarious ways. Um, even as far as like I read at least on Wikipedia, that they were <clears throat> afraid that like comic books were, were going to make people gay or something like that. <laughs> um, yeah, it was the 50s. People had those thoughts, yes. Yeah, um, which ties kind of into the the situation around the Joker movie today, but we'll get to that. Um, but 
yeah, at that time, they basically turned him into just this uh, trickster character who just wanted to just ruin people's day. So he just pull pranks and, and stuff like that, as, as opposed to um, actually getting into uh, the the horrors that you know he, he was made for. And then after that, you know, of course, you have the the Bronze Age where the limiters came off and then they could kind of explore the Joker more freely. Sure. And then, you know, that brings us all the way to, to today where, yeah, just between, between mediums, he's basically just been a rainbow of chaos. So, um, obviously you have the animated shows where, you know, he's a, a little bit more, on the tame side from, you know, being a mastermind of clown themed chaos to obviously comics like the killing joke and um, some of the new 52 stuff where he's just this engine of just evil and despair, like killing people left and right, right. in these horrible ways. And, He's unstoppable. Yeah, basically. Well, it in in a way, right? In a way, he's unstoppable. Well, I mean, for, for me, well, that, that, that's what that's what that's what I love about him mm. is that he doesn't. Uh, I, I I understand what you're saying. Sure, Batman ultimately stops him most of the time. There's times there are times where he doesn't. So yeah, here, here's what's funny about that is that you. It seems like it should be just so easy to stop him, but it never is. Sure, right? Sure, of course. So. Um, because he's just just a guy at right. the end of the day, right? Of course. But it's always it's just something. He's like he's like um, it's like trying to get tape off the bottom of your shoe. Like you step on it with the other shoe and it just sticks to the other shoe. <laughs> That's okay. Like that kind of. <laughs> okay. So, for example, you have comics like Injustice, uh -huh. where, um, I mean, I don't think this is a spoiler because the story has been out for a while but spoilers for injustice where um the joker basically kills lois lane and destroys metropolis and that drives superman over the edge and then superman kills the joker you drugged me made me lois my son First Krypton, now Metropolis. People you love tend to blow up, don't they? Huh? Superman, don't! See, and that's interesting, because that most of the time, Batman doesn't crack. There right. are moments, from, my, from what I understand, uh, actually from what I read in the comic, where... Mm -hmm. He tries to crack and people stop him, actually. Right. Um, we talked about that in, in the Titans mm -hmm. uh, podcast. That's going to come soon. Um, but I, just to jump back before you, there, there was, uh, I, I love what you commented on when it came to the comics and how, of course, they try to, uh, propaganda politics, if you will, to protect the, the, the minds of our youths, mm -hmm. right? Not introduce them to these hard subjects or I guess the potential for homosexuality, which God forbid comics <laughs> get into for kids of that they at that age at that time. Batman animated series had a similar edict from uh the, there's a book I have by it's called Batman Animated, uh by Paul Dini, mm -hmm. another uh one of the one of the uh, creators of the show. And there was a picture that they put 
uh, they actually um, drew, I think it was Bruce Tim that drew the picture that combined all of the elements of censorship that the show could not introduce or could mm-hmm. not show right. to um, the audience. And it was, uh, I'm looking at the photo now, it's, uh, it's this drawing where Batman is jumping out of a window. I think that in and of itself was part of this glass or something that they, they couldn't really get into. Uh, there's a child holding on to him. He's strangling the Joker as the Joker's shooting a hole in him. And it's all animated. It's not... Uh, wait, hang on. Let see. me see. Because <laughs> you describing this? it was like... Wait, hang on. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. I think I showed you the actual... I showed you the book. We 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 were on set one time recently, and I had mm. the book. And I was showing it to you. And there's drugs, I think. Batman, Joker's holding... There's Joker, alcohol here. Yeah, Joker's holding a bottle of alcohol, throwing a bottle of alcohol. There's also a, a, a semi-nude Harley Quinn jumping out of the window. Well, that's a, that's Catwoman. Well. Oh, excuse me, Catwoman. Yeah, it's an, a, a, a mostly <laughs> yeah. nude Catwoman. Mostly nude She's Catwoman. She basically just has the the mask and the gloves on. There's a drug needle, right? Yeah. So all of these, <laughs> all of these elements could mm. not be shown. Right. If they got into any of that, I think there was... The yeah, so a gun hole, gunshot hole. Oh, and a cross. One of the glass shards is a cross. So religion was another factor. If you see that there. Oh yeah, I see that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I love that they attempted. You know, and <laughs> despite these issues, despite these, 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 these uh, uh, what the, the the network said. All right, you're going to make this cartoon that's going to be aimed at kids. They still made this. F- wildly adult <laughs> cartoon, and they showed a character like Joker. And Joker mm-hmm. was. He could not be as as violent as we know him to be in the comics, right. as we know him to be in the movie, certainly. Um, but uh, he's still creepy. He's still scary. He still motivated me to read the comic and say, all right, mm. this guy, this is a character that seems um, unstoppable. He does seem. He, there, there's something unpredictable. Yeah. That is always there. And that seems to be, I think even Batman says it. He's like, the one thing you can always count on about the Joker is he's unpredictable. Yeah, <laughs> so exactly. You and don't know what he's thinking next. And I can't figure it out. He does his best to figure it out because mm-hmm. he's the world's greatest de- detective. And he often does eventually. But, you know, there's moments too where he does something that he doesn't expect. Exactly. Throws him off. I mean, sometimes it's to the point where. So. There's all these different versions of of the Joker, and each one is its own kind of terrifying. Mm-hmm. So, for example, there is a mythology of the Joker where he is this primordial being that haunts Gotham, basically. Sounds awesome. And yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. I think I think that's also part of the New Fifty Two storyline. I think it has something to do with the Court of Owls run of uh of comics but basically joker is this sort of immortal creature that has been just in gotham for decades and decades and batman is like slowly piecing it together it's like oh that's why the joker is so unstoppable is because he's not human you know that that was one then you have um Going back to DC Metal, the 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 Dark Universe, one of my favorite comic stories, DC stories in general. I think it's really cool how in the one in the universe where the Batman who laughs comes from, basically, the Joker has it set up so that when he dies, a 
virus form of the the Joker toxin seeps out of his body and basically makes its way into Bruce since he's like right there and then it infects Bruce. Mm. And so he spends the next number of days slowly turning into the Joker to the point where he kills the whole Bat family and ends his world. So he he takes out the Bat family first, he takes out the Justice League, all the, everybody, and he's basically like, yep, this is what I am now. Like, I think I told you about this before, but his skill set, his intelligence, everything is, is Batman level. But... Yeah, he has the sadistic Batman combined with Joker. Right. Cruel cruel nature. Basically the evilest parts of Joker combined with the strongest parts of Bruce. And yeah, a monster who ended his world. Right. And went on to end many other worlds. So yeah. I just think it's cool how the the Joker is like that gum on your shoe kind of sure. villain where even when he's dead, he's not really dead. Even in I think the, going back to the video games pretty quickly, Arkham Knight, which uh, I guess spoiler, spoilers for Arkham Knight. The game came out years ago, but basically uh, the the Joker is dead in that timeline. But Bruce creates a version of the Joker in his mind. And that Joker is basically your sidekick in the game basically giving you the the color commentary of the joker through the mind of batman Mm. and but then also proceeding to slowly take you over until again you become the joker (laughs) there's something yeah he and so basically um bruce is fighting to not become the Joker the the whole game, which is is pretty awesome. So, what's the deal here? Reconstructing a match using all these itty-bitty pieces? Oh, and speaking of itty-bitty pieces, what do you think they're going to do to Barbara? <laughs> so you're going to use a reconstruction of Staggy's handprint to access the computer. Oh, that's genius, Pats, really. Oh, I know. When you're done, let's hack his online data. Profile. Man, like I said, we're we're gonna get to the point where we're doing games on this channel, and and we're we're going through the Arkham series. I get enough homework as it is on TV. You want me to <laughs> yeah. play games now? But this, but this time we're gonna do it together. <laughs> All right, I'm not scared. Yep, that's fine. Uh, the other there's another factor hmm. that I love about the Joker, and this was something that um, there's a few characters in comics and cartoons over the years. That I've watched and read, and some characters for a very long time had little to no origin story. If there was the origin, you didn't know it. Somebody, I don't, and I don't know where they referenced it. Wolverine comes to mind, for example, for mm-hmm. what see what felt like decades. All you knew was um, not X twenty three was a Weapon X program. Right, that he came from that, but even he didn't even he didn't know where or what and I think X-Men 1 got into that I feel like yeah I think a a lot of times when these characters are created especially for older characters the writers either don't necessarily expect them to stick around 
as long as they do. Like they don't expect right. these characters to be as popular as they end up being. Well, sure. Or it kind of for what they want the character to do in that moment, they yeah. I completely relate. I'm yeah. I'm creating a world of superhero characters, super villains, superheroes, and the the the, the origins sto- the origin stories aren't what comes to me. The, yeah. the, the characters and their powers tend to come to me, right. and who they are, and, and and what they are in a given moment or, or maybe a day in the life, maybe is where, but but more, mm-hmm. I don't know, in, in a fight, what are they doing with their powers or, you know, uh, are they discovering their powers? Mm-hmm. Have they had the powers for the longest time? It really comes from that. And right. then I start to flesh out the origin, but I could see how it would come in a comic book. But Wolverine comes to mind, but Joker mm-hmm. also was that for years for right. me. I loved uh, you didn't real especially like the, the Batman one uh, or, or, or the uh, um, Michael Keaton's Batman mm. um, Tim Burton correct I that be- Joker I believe Michael Keaton yeah I think so right yeah well no I, no Michael Keaton played Batman but I'm talking about the the the, the Napier uh, Joker in that in that movie mm. same thing you didn't really know. What or, or who he was? Dark Knight even kind of gets into it at the end, not Dark Knight, but Batman Begins right at the end. They're like, uh, uh, Gordon shows him a card. It's like this guy calls himself the Joker, mm. and he's doing some crazy stuff. Um, the comics. Oh, there was a uh, there was an animated episode of the Batman mm. that series that I also love. I love it. I also love the Joker's design. Fantastic. Yes, yes. He's more uh, more wild. Yes, more yes. Circusy. Exactly. Step right up and explore the insanity. Three shows nightly. He's got some wild, crazy hair, and he's got his voice effect was totally different from yeah. that That voice actor took a different spin on it. Deeper voice, like kind of gruff. Right. Yeah. He's, he's in like a lot of that stuff. Yeah. In all, all of those like WB Cartoon Network right. shows. Yeah. Same level of unpredictability that, that, that freaks Batman out. But. Mm. There's this, there's one episode, it's one of my favorite animated episodes of anything, where um, the character who runs Arkham Asylum, that uh, that other villain in his own right. Uh, Hugo yeah. Strange. Hugo Strange, is that mm-hmm. it? Yeah, yeah. Um, comes up with some sort of apparatus that can go into your mind. Mm-hmm. Can, and, uh, and, and you get to, and, and it, pro- it projects the, the scenes like a movie, and you're watching, and you're seeing what's happening, and they do this... Uh, I believe he comes up with this so he can assess and see what's happening with the villains and actually get into their minds. And, um, of course, Joker flips it mm-hmm. uh, and gets into Strange's mind and starts to figure out all kinds of other stuff. It's, it's an amazing episode. But Batman, of course, enters, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, this whole mind field. Of course. Uh, do you know the episode I'm talking about? I feel like I've seen it, but I don't recall it. And it's it's been ye- Probably eight or so years since I've seen an episode. The, the episode There's something I remember, but yeah, the episode some, yeah. It, it, I, it's one of my favorite moments because the Batman gets into the Joker's world, mm. which is fascinating unto itself mm. to watch what is happening in his mind. I mean, the world does not look normal. The world there are, it is very there strange. Are things and fish and flying through the air mm. and, and the joke like every buddy in his mind is a Joker. Which was yeah, <laughs> like scary I, and awesome. But. I, I feel like I vaguely remember yeah. seeing either that episode or, or like a similar episode where basically the the Joker is having like some like visions or some something like that. Right. But yeah, yeah. Imagine imagine um, Inception. 
when they build the right. city. Mm-hmm. But and all the projections of your mind are jokers. Mm. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, and they're looking at Batman like, who is this guy? What what is he doing? <laughs> you know? And then so Batman, of course, being the detective, finds the recesses of the Joker's mind mm. that has not turned into the Joker. Seemingly the the the, the last remnant mm. of of the 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 secret identity. Mm-hmm. The the person who was. Apparently, I don't know if the the cartoon uh, the cartoon certainly didn't go into the origin. I'm not sure if they're taking from the source material from the comic in any way. Mm. But so, he was some sort of office worker, at least in this depiction, who wanted to be a comedian. Mm. And I remember that part. Incredible scene because the Joker realizes what Batman is doing and takes that remnant because he does find this seemingly innocuous character who's like a, a custodian of records. Maybe mm. that's, maybe he's not an office worker. Oh, maybe he's not an office worker, but in the Joker's mind, he's a custodian of whatever history remained of the Joker's true self prior to becoming this madman. Mm. And the Joker realizes what Batman's doing, takes that guy and kills him <laughs> in mm. his mind. Like, yeah, throws him down a well. And it's like, that is it. All right, we're gone. I, I, I loved it. I absolutely loved that you didn't know the origin. You don't know where this character came from, where this madman, this diabolical maniac. And you don't have Netflix making of a murder or whatever it's called. You yeah. just have all of a sudden Batman's worst foe, the, 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 the foil to everything that he does. Appear and like you don't know where it came from. I love that. So I, I love know. the lack of origin and this combined unpredictability factor that he'll he can do anything at any moment. And Batman's like, oh, what the fuck, Joker again? <laughs> I know, know, yeah. And even going into the that even more, there was a comic run where I'm not going to get too deep into it, but basically. Batman becomes the god of knowledge okay through the uh, very odd circumstances and um so basically Batman has this chair that's basically Wikipedia for the universe okay and he can ask a question and then the answer will just come into his mind whatever it is okay right so he'll be like where what is this and then it'll just be like ping there it is that's the answer he knows it um who killed my parents ping joe chill got it obviously he says what is the joker's identity and he is unable to come up with an answer because the chair doesn't know which joker he's talking about (laughs) i like it there are at least in the well, that's probably that's the main part of the main run of comics, but in that continuity there were three different jokers and nobody knew about this. Hmm. Right? So, over the years, three different people have taken up the mantle of Joker just seamlessly. Right. And yeah, he just is out there somewhere and even concept exactly yeah and yeah even batman as the god of knowledge had still had no clue sure who the joker was or where he came from it's amazing yeah um so yeah just stuff like that like you were saying unpredictability factor i love it and yeah some questions do remain better unanswered something i loved yeah so um Jumping into the movie. Sure, perfect time, because the movie does the exact opposite of that. Creates. Actually, actually. 
So, um, and then from here, we're going to be getting to spoilers for the the Joker movie. Right. So, I mean, if if you've enjoyed uh, our our Joker cast so far, but you haven't seen the movie yet, um, yeah, I mean, you can you can pause here, check out the movie, come back, whatever you want to do. Yes, this is the moment we're going to get into Joker spoiler territory yes, for right. the movie. So tune yes. out for twenty nineteen uh, movie. Yes. Sure. A minute, whatever this may be, we'll figure that out. All right, and if you're still rocking with us, then come on, come on. Uh, Murray, one small thing. Yeah. When you bring me out, can you introduce me as Joker? All right. So in the movie, I like how they give him an origin story without fully giving him an origin story. So they they do this in a couple of ways where you have the element where you don't know completely where Joker, in this case, Arthur Fleck is from Mm -hmm. because he is established that he's adopted and so you don't, so you know who his adoptive parents are, but you don't know. You still don't his, know where. Yeah, where yeah. his actual parents are right. or what his actual name is. And How so. How did this baby end up on someone's doorstep? Right. Was, so he, still, was he nuts to begin with? Right, exactly, yeah. yeah. And throughout the movie, they established that Arthur Fleck is an unreliable narrator, mm. meaning that whatever you see happen on screen didn't necessarily happen that way. Mm, right. Right. So obviously the thing with um Zazie Beats' character, the the woman the neighbor. Yes. And and that he meets in his building didn't happen the way that he he thought it was. You think right. He's depicting this whole saga. <laughs> right. He's playing it out to the audience. And so um you could infer that a lot of things in in the movie didn't happen the way that it actually did on screen. Meaning that you could take the movie at face value or it could be that the Joker is just making up stories because that's how he like he would like it to have happened. Right. Because as uh, I forgot which comic it was from, but Joker prefers his, uh, his past multiple choice. Anonymity. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's that's what I thought was really cool is that they was that they were able to still maintain that that air of mystery around his character. Also depicted in The Dark Knight. Yeah. Every time Ledger's Joker says, uh, you want to know how I got these scars? <laughs> and then mm-hmm. tells a different story at least two times, maybe three. If I'm not I think sure, he, tell, I'm he tells different parts of what's assumed to be the same story Hmm. but yeah even then like you still like you're still just taking his word for it and he doesn't give you too much of an overview right so yeah even even with that it i think yeah most people who take on the 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 joker mythos usually do a pretty good job of of keeping his his past nice and ambiguous so um yeah, I, I guess let's just talk about our overall overall thoughts on the movie. So, you know, <laughs> after you, 
Uh, so this is for me the first in now what is it, over a decade no two decades of superhero movies mm. that <laughs> I mean can you call it a superhero movie that's the point it's it's a it's it's a it's a movie about a character from superhero comics that mm. we all know and love a character we all know and love quite frankly mm -hmm. who is depicted in a way that this is it's not it's really it's 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 a, a, a sad drama um showing uh, potentially as you said the origin or what joker wants us to think is his origin and how he came to be and who he is and it stops there that's not what comes to mind is the watchman for example, the film. Mm -hmm. well, a film I enjoyed, but that film was the first time I watched a superhero movie and said, I, I knew the source material peripherally. Mm. Never got into it because I know also that comic was dark and serious. Very dark and serious. <laughs> and not really where I want to go. The world of Gotham City, Batman, for an escape for me, is about as dark as I want my comics to get. Mm, right. Maybe a little darker. I, the Joker material is where it gets darker. For example, the mm. rated R animated film, um, Killing Joke. Right. I've proven my point. Gordon's been driven mad. I've demonstrated there's no difference between me and everyone else. All it takes is one bad day. That's how far the world is from where I am. Just one bad day. Uh, it, it's scary and dark as shit. It, and and it, it, Joker is a rapist, you know, in that yeah. film. And it's and it shows. It really shows. It doesn't show. It doesn't go that far, but it does not mask what the Joker does to a character that is a, a major factor in Bruce's life, mm -hmm. Batman's life, Commissioner Gordon's life, Batgirl. Um, but that's about as dark as I want to go. And this mm -hmm. Joker. This is a movie I would not watch if this was not the Joker. Mm. <laughs> if this was not any superhero or any supervillain character from Marvel, from DC, from Image Comics we've right. gotten into with Spawn, for example. Even Spawn, and you like Spawn, but Spawn is dark for me. That whole world that is created there mm. is a little dark for me. I don't know that I would get into it. And this movie, it's a downward spiral movie that culminates and leaves you on a cliff where I think that cliff should go somewhere in the realm of the DC film universe. Mm. I don't know what they're doing with it. I don't know how, where they're going to take this or if there's a sequel coming, you may know that. But <laughs> I think I don't like those type of movies. I'm not mm. a fan. I was looking up those movies. I haven't even seen that many movies that are like this. Mm. The movie that comes to mind that uh, I went to see in college was uh, Autofocus, a movie based on the actor who played Hogan's Heroes, mm, okay. um, because uh, he was uh, apparently uh, the prospect of of becoming like the next great actor at this time in the, uh, the TV show, the Hogan's Heroes, late 70s, early 80s, if I remember correctly. And he was obsessed with, uh, I don't think it was child porn, but he had this porn addiction and it just unraveled and his life falls apart. Mm -hmm. There's many movies that people are into that are like that. Uh, Drugstore Cowboy is another one. Uh, train spotting. These mm. are these are 
stories that I'm not, I'm, I'm not a fan of. I don't, I don't, I'm not, I'm, I tend to be more optimistic in life and, and well. I don't relate. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't like the darker stories when it goes to a point and then there's nothing at the end. Um, no country for old men was another one, for example, mm. that is, is seemingly every character there is just on a, 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 a spiral downward waiting for an end that doesn't come. There's no fight. There's no grand fight. There's, nothing, mm. there's no blowout at the end. There's no one-on-one -on -one combat. My action movies that I love to watch, the movies I'm tender, I'm writing, right. <laughs> the films, the stories that I'm creating are getting to that point. Buddy Cop, there's chemistry, there's something in that respect. But these, this film ends in, in uh, a moment. The spoiler here is... You've got the Joker. He is fully created, fully realized, at least in what you anticipate or what he's wanting you to think. And Gotham is falling apart mm. and he's the at the at the helm. Um, and that's it. <laughs> it just leaves you there. Something that uh, one of our biggest fans, Cousin Al, like to point he pointed out to me, which was interesting, was that this is I, don't, I haven't watched Gotham. But the way this movie culminates leaves it perfectly for Batman. Like, okay, mm. this is not just the Joker. This is Gotham falling apart. Mm. This is the Gotham that Ra's al Ghul wants to destroy. Right. This is clearly, and we've talked about mm. Gotham City in the last, in the horror podcast, that it's really dark. I think we got into the Joker. You know, yes. And it's scary and dark in that respect. But I don't know what's coming here. I do want to see, I'd love to see Batman come into this world. I'd love to see Phoenix's Joker play into the next part. I mean, Pattinson's young too. Mm -hmm. That's another point that my cousin did actually make was right. that, all right, you've got now the beginnings of Batman again that could play perfectly with this, you know, with Fee. I don't know what they're going to do with it. Well, with this Joker movie, <clears throat> at least from what I've heard, they, or at least the, the main creative driving force behind the Joker movie does not want this movie to tie into the the DC extended universe. It's weak. Show it. Um, Connected. Well, because, well, well, one, Joaquin Phoenix being an, an artiste. All right. Of course, he, yeah, I, I don't think he would want to get into the whole, uh, you know, superhero movie scramble. You know, like th this was supposed to be its own contained story and I mean personally for me I don't mind it being that because I feel like with a character like this it wouldn't work in the setting that the DC like ex extended universe would take it in sure like I can't see this Joker doing these bombastic stunts and flying a blimp over Gotham to drop gas on it and Let, spraying acid flowers. And I Ledger's I, Joker wasn't doing that. Ledger's, right. Ledger's Joker kept it. Kept it super grounded, kept right? It grounded. Nolan kept it grounded. He kept the world grounded. Ah, 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 Ooh, he, uh, uh, and I thought my jokes were bad. It was these characters that were doing things that 
we would potentially see right now with right. with what uh, terrorists are doing, so lone wolf characters are doing in but, offices and malls. God forbid. I mean, it sucks. Right. But each of those characters only only shows up in that one movie. Right. It's not like they they keep going. So, for example, well, you know, you have Ledger would have continued. Could have. Uh, well, I, I guess his contract was was for a, f- a few more movies right. or, or something like that. But I mean, is is that why they made Bane the villain of Dark Knight Rising? Or I don't know. <laughs> okay, <laughs> good question. But if if not, then I'm not sure how he would have fit into that movie if sure. they already had a different villain plan because he's such a star of the show that it would have been weird to have him share have to share that space with another major villain we're talking ledger's joker right ledger's joker sharing the space with tom hardy's bane right and having those two main yeah i don't think that would have been if i if i recall correctly i don't think i think that there was going to be a the way they they seemingly always do batman is there's Mm -hmm. a feature villain and then the peripheral the peripheral right any the same thing with dark knight where joker was the feature and then yeah two face uh, two face being separate right um but yeah since joke Joker had already been established in that movie, and if they moved him into Dark Knight Rising, then you would expect him to have like this big spot, and then you have to establish Bane, right. and then they have Talia Al Ghul, and then they have Catwoman, right. and that's a lot of space to to share for one movie, right? Um, but yeah, going so you couldn't see Phoenix's Joker coming into. I'm not even talking about a Justice League movie, but a darker spin on Batman. Pattinson right now. We've got Colin Farrell cast right now as Penguin. You've got Paul Dano recently cast as Riddler, correct? I feel like they would have to change the environment to suit him. So if that Batman is anything like if that Batman is is anything like the previous more recent iterations yeah. if it's anything like the bale batman if it's anything like the Affleck. batfleck mm-hmm. with just all the, the gadgets and all these crazy stunts and vehicles then it, it would feel like a mismatch i i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm all right i'm gonna step back mm-hmm. i'm gonna disagree with you okay <laughs> i'm gonna say you dare <laughs> pattinson we've we thought i think we've got a dc podcast coming soon Mm. Right. That's in the can. It's going to be go out there soon. I was very excited about that because DC, I love DC and I was happy about there were things that I was happy about when Pattinson was cast. Mm. Uh, I think we talked about that, too. It's Pattinson, right? Not Pattinson. Pattinson. Pat- Pattinson. <laughs> yeah. Robert Pattinson. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had planned or I had planned. I had hopes. There are things I wanted to see coming from what he could bring to the role and mm. of course for me i'm always a fan of thinking out of the box dc's gotten better and better at doing that i wanted them to go with batman beyond but they're not yeah, <laughs> right? not would make an awesome batman beyond not as far yet. as i'm concerned mm-hmm. but no let's let's re let's change the script let, let, let's flip the script a little bit i'm gonna go back patents is not cast affleck's not out affleck is darker affleck is jaded affleck is even affleck's batman is even shown at one point in Batman v Superman where he's killing people, right? Isn't there that dream sequence where he's got a gun? I don't know if he's fully right. like he's he I think rubber the bullets. Where, the part where he's on apocalypse, right? Yes. Yes. Right. Yes, and he's yes. like killing parademons. That's it. Yes. Right. And mm-hmm. he's straight up. I mean it's a good it's an interesting question. Does Batman forego his his rule 
Because they're aliens? <laughs> like, you know, I'm not, I don't know. I'm but. not sure because I feel like I've seen, at least in some of the, well, I guess they only show up in, as far as movies go, they've only showed up in the animated stuff, right. the apocalypse parademons. See, stuff. A, but I, I feel like they try to avoid killing them. I feel like I've seen right. at least Superman try to avoid killing them. So I think by uh, extension, Batman would also yeah. try to not kill them. I'm remembering. No Man's Land, I believe, was mm. the story. It was No Man's Land was a book that mm -hmm. I read that was uh, an actual uh, a book, right. not a graphic novel. <laughs> this was prose, uh, pages on a book, no, mm -hmm. no, no comic panels. Yep. Uh, I forgot who wrote it, but combined all the storylines. No Man's Land was um, an arc in the comics that encompassed every Batman line, hmm. where, if I recall correctly, they kind they they showed it in Dark Knight Rises. They featured it a little bit. The storyline. Um, Gotham City is becomes a no man's is declared a no man's land mm. by the federal government. Right. And they blow up every bridge going into Gotham, which is the right. equivalent of I know there's that new book, Chadwick Boseman movie coming out. Right. Uh, Twenty one bridges. Twenty one bridges. Mm. Is accurate of how many bridges go in and out of New York? Right. Right. Gotham is a similar. It's a similar thing that happens. And Gotham is declared this wasteland. Mm. What happens? Uh, chaos. Uh, martial law is declared. Mm. Uh, the Gotham PD is is attempting to maintain some sort of order, and they don't. <laughs> what ends up happening is Gotham City looks like Manhattan and is split up by neighborhood, mm -hmm. and it's essentially this gang land that is uh, Batman. Batman controls half of it, controls the majority of it, something like 60%. And then the other neighborhoods are controlled by Black Mask, by Joker. He's got his own territory. Yeah. And the cops have their own territory. The Blue uh, It wasn't like Blue Bloods. I forget the name of what their neighborhood was. That's all split up. Where am I going with this? It culminates in the Joker, I believe, at the end of the story, if I remember correctly, he kidnaps all the babies in Gotham City. And I hope I'm not connecting two different stories. It's possible I am. <laughs> but uh, I think at the end of this storyline, um, Joker kidnaps all the babies. Eventually, Batman solves the crime and finds out where all the babies are being hidden. Uh, but at the end of it, what is the, the give and take? There's always this sacrifice, right? Joker, like you said, perfect example where the Joker um, sets up the gas to take over. Bruce's mind. Right. This is the same story. All right, Batman, you're going to find the babies, but guess what? I'm going to kill. I'm, I'm going to. I'm going to kill Commissioner Gordon's wife, and he does in this storyline. And Batman has had it. This is not the first time I've seen this happen. I think it was also shown in a different comic and also a cartoon at one point where Batman mm -hmm. says, "You know what? Fuck it, Jim Gordon. I'm going to kill him. I can't take it anymore. I'm going to kill him." Mm -hmm. And at the end of this story. He does this. He takes Jim's gun, and Commissioner Gordon's got to step in. And he just killed his wife. Joker just killed his wife. So where am I going? I'd love to see the Affleck, who was depicted as this jaded, older Batman, who's seemingly like, ah, uh, you know, it's, just, it's getting harder and harder every day. It's harder. Like, he's getting to that point where he's getting older. Maybe he's considering retirement. Can he do this anymore? He has the conversations with Wonder Woman in those, in those movies. Mm-hmm. I could see a darker film where you combine the darkness and the Gotham City 
bleak world that they showed where I mean, it's just, it is chaos. It is bad. It's depicted in that Titans episode that we talked about. And Affleck's Batman still trying to save Gotham, going, going up against a Joker who has seized the city. Mm-hmm. Uh, played by Joaquin Phoenix. That I could say. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that could be pretty cool. Yeah. That could be really interesting. I love that Affleck's Batman doesn't shave either. <laughs> He's always got that five o'clock shadow that I have almost every other day of my life. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like... Why? Why would you like your life? Is <laughs> he doesn't care? Yeah, over. exactly. Yeah, yes, yes, yeah. You yeah, miss it. He's he's just a criminal now. Like, Younger I'm, Batman know, is always this millionaire Bruce Wayne, mm-hmm. but that Batman's just like fuck it. You know what? Yeah, I don't care. Like, <laughs> yeah. Tell me. Oh, he's, he's bigger. Hurt. He seems all, is he out of shape? No, he's just diesel. He's bigger. Yeah, you know? it's but, huge. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like benches, truck tires. That's stuff. right. That's right. That's or right. whatever he does in the movie. But yeah, that's the. Uh, there's a, there's a hope that this mm. Joker movie leaves for me, but it's just not, it's not going to come. I can appreciate the performance. Phoenix does an amazing job. He mm. does. You know, it's a, it, it, but it, again, it's not something I'd want to go out and watch. It's not something I get excited about. Yeah, so that, I, f- I feel the same way. Yeah. Honestly, like I'm not really into those types of movies where I, I guess you would say it's more about a specific message or, or theme. Those don't speak to me off the hand. Of course I can enjoy movies like that, but right. they don't pull me into the theater. So I'm, I'm in the same boat where I probably wouldn't have seen it if it wasn't a Joker movie. Right. Um, but that being said, I mean, yeah, I, I can just appreciate what they, like you said, what they did with the performance and everything like that. They shot a very beautiful movie. Right. And yeah, I, I, I like it. I like it for what it is, and I'm glad it exists. Yeah, we should take this moment for a spot check. Yeah, we'll let's do that. Our sponsors. Let's have a word from our sponsors. All right, check you guys in a minute. Essentially Heroes tonight is brought to you by Class & Co. Co-working space located on 260 Ainsley Street in Brooklyn. They've got co-working space as conveniently located two blocks away from the Graham Avenue L train stop. And they are available for any of your co-working needs, be it a small office, medium office, or a co-working space, or even event space. If you've got any sort of event or seminar or conference of any sort, for a weekend or evening, they are available. And as Etienne, you know, their co-working time uh, availability, uh, space needs have been fantastic. So thank you to Class & Co. for all of your co-working needs. Thank you to Class & Co. And now back to the show. And we're back. All right. So now... I think it would be a good time to uh, dive back into the movie and just go through the individual parts of the movie and kind of pull it apart just a little bit here. Sure. So let's start with your feelings on just Arthur Fleck as a character. What what, what do you think of him as a person? I like that he's some. There is this examination of this character who is deranged, or he's got this mental illness, and the 
this is the first time I think you see the Joker or see Arthur Fleck in origin, as we said, uh, in a way that you can relate to him. Mm. Or maybe uh, he's against, it's him against the world and he can't seem to get it straight and the world is falling apart around him mm. or the world is against him or the world just or the world just sucks and he's a part of it and he's trying to get by, he's trying to make people laugh. We don't know if he really is according to what you're saying. It's an interesting point. But he is a comedian or he's a struggling comedian. He's mm. an attempt at it. Um, I like that he was, there was a charm at the beginning. He's got this charm. He tries to make that little kid laugh mm. and he has this and he takes care of the mom, you know. So I can I can certainly relate to. Um, yeah, I think I think it's really neat how the Joker has kind of become this symbol of, I guess you could say, resistance against the system. Yes, which is something that I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I feel like it started with. Heath Ledger and has been reborn into this Joker. Sure. So, cause back in the, the dark, I mean, I kind of hate comparing them because it's a little overdone. I feel like both Jokers have their unique qualities and deserve to stand on their own, but just to very briefly, just as Hamill's Joker compare them. In the cartoon. Right. Of course. Yes. I feel like, with that Joker, his his main deal is society is broken, so let's burn it down. Right. And I feel like this Joker is on that same railroad. However, it takes a deeper look at that thought process from start to finish. So it shows you in very great detail that... The society, especially the society that Gotham is inside of, is broken. And it shows you that the people at the top don't really care about the people at the bottom. So let's burn them down. Right. That's where, that's the, and so Arthur Fleck being the, the medium that we see that through made me feel very it didn't make me feel weird about rooting for him when he starts to go off the rails which uh which is, i guess is an interesting feeling i at on some level we always root for the the villain if we just think they're cool that's <laughs> that's kind of deathstroke's whole thing that's where deathstroke's fan base comes from is he does bad things with People just think he's cool, so it's okay. Deadpool starts as a mercenary, and he's funny as shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, you, Deadpool. You, he's not a hero at the beginning in any way. At, at the beginning, yeah. yeah. Because an anti-hero. He's straight up, well, I'll do whatever you guys need if you pay me. <laughs> at, at this point, a little debatable, but yeah in, in, yeah, in the beginning, definitely. I think, yeah, with Arthur, it's... Also, of course, a, a good look at just it, it's a good study of people because he represents a lot of the elements that people who are down on their luck or people who 
just are different in body. So with Arthur, he he doesn't exactly have people down. He's kind of off center from how normal people interact with each other. And even I myself feel that a lot of days I'm just not on rhythm with other people. So <laughs> that was going to be one of my questions. Yeah. You're asking me something about Arthur Fleck, and one mm-hmm. of my questions to you was going to be, can you relate to this Joker at all? <laughs> Which yes, I don't on, think there's ever been a Joker I could, I felt like I could relate to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, it's pretty a lot, a lot of. <laughs> so of course you see the the people who are always posting. Heath Ledger Joker quotes on Instagram and stuff because they relate with him so much. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah He's totally. like, they didn't care who I was until I put on the mask. <laughs> like those guys. Yeah. Who's, who say that they related to that Joker. But I, I feel like with this one, I definitely did relate to, to this one. Because, yeah, a lot of times I feel like I just don't understand people. Mm-hmm. And, of course, it, it comes to a head in the movie where he's talking to Thomas Wayne and he's like, why can't you people just be decent? Because the whole movie, people have just been terrible to him. And a lot of times, yeah, that's just how life feels. Sure. Like, why is everyone just so mean to me for no reason? <laughs> Especially living in New York. That's yeah. another thing. <laughs> let's talk about. So in, in New York, especially because obviously Gotham City is, is a parallel to, to New York City. Sure. It, it shot in New York. <laughs> um, Bronx. Yep, boogie down BX. <laughs> uh, yeah, just it, a lot of times it just feels like people are just nasty for no reason. Especially when you ride on the subway, you just there's always somebody who's knocking into you. By the time that you are heading home, you you just feel like you want to hit somebody. It's just so ob- obnoxious in so many ways. So yeah, I. I, I could re- I could relate to to Arthur Fleck on a lot of uh, levels aside from the 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 violent parts. Sure. Yeah. Sure. 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 I'll say that. But but by the way, it's not just on the subways. It's I I I for every subway you take, I I, I take oh, yeah, traffic I take some road in New York, yeah. a highway, uh, a local road, and just there's there's accidents every moment. There's traffic every day. And everyone's pissed off. Yeah. It's not. It's not a happy place. It's Sorry. not a happy place. If you have this uh, glorified view of New York. It's. It's not what it is. Maybe yeah. I, I no, Maybe on few few neighborhoods in Christmas time or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Unless you own a helicopter, it's yeah. not a great place to. Oh, I'll to get one. Commute. I'm, gonna yeah. I'm gonna fucking get one. But, <laughs> and I'm not doing a motorcycle. That that much I can't do. But Ooh, no. yeah, it's not the Joker's Gotham anyway. Mm. It's not that. Thank God. Uh, I want to you know be on a beach or yeah. somewhere far away at this point, anywhere under palm trees. But it's just. But but yeah, I, I know what you're saying in that respect. It's true that there's yeah there's that me against the world, and he, he plays it up. But there's also like me against the world and. All right, I am. Uh, uh, there's something off. There's something definitely like he. He's not just a loose cannon who stays loose. Who stays loose and 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 something that can be addressed in therapy. It's a perfect example. Mm. Uh, uh, an expert attempts to handle him and becomes, you know, his uh, his perfect partner, Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn <laughs> in, the, so, in the comics. Yeah, I mean, this yeah. is a character who's not just mentally deranged, but. Is is finding his footing as a supervillain, 
Yeah. His, <laughs> one of his superpowers is bringing out the worst in people. Yes. That That is, you could call that a superpower of sure. his. Sure. Because he has this way of figuring out what's the worst part of a person and figuring out how to bring it out to the surface. And uh, if he can slap a coat of uh, clown paint on there, it's, yes. it's a plus, exactly. usually. Exactly. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's what the uh, the the Joker gang is 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 based on in, in a lot of continuities. Right. But and they're not even close. Not even no. <laughs> they're not even close. If 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 all of uh, Gotham that was falling apart at the end of the movie, and 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 taking up this cause that the Joker takes. All right, it's us against them. It's the one percent. It's whatever you call it. Mm. They, they don't even come close to what the Joker really becomes. And he is, again, this diabolical maniac. He goes, that, that's where I, I do want to see more. I'd love to see more of what Arthur Fleck is in this origin story going to be how the Joker, how he goes from, okay, now he's the Joker. And like, all right, does he get a gang? Does he get a hideout? What kind of crimes does he really commit? And he goes on that TV show. Mm. Um, the... The, the talk show host played by De Niro. Right. Um, is it thought out? He has a gun on him. Does he know what he's going to do? Do you know what he's going to do? Yeah. Is that, you know, well, that, originally he plans to kill himself on the show. That's it. Right. That was the initial plan. Mm-hmm. And instead he kills the talk show host. I forgot right. the name of the character. Uh, Murray, I believe. Murray. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes. Which f- very cool angle that I never thought of. But because Howard Stern watched the movie and loves... Uh, loved it, mm-hmm. um, which is interesting because he does love Superman and all these other comic book movies, but he doesn't. He didn't feel the way we feel seemingly about it that this is eh, okay. It's not a superhero movie. He was like, I loved it. He absolutely loved the performance. Mm-hmm. But Kimmel was on Jimmy Kimmel, and he's like, he's like, I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but there was a scene at the end of the movie that really freaked me out, <laughs> and I was like. Fuck, I can't yeah. imagine. It's true. I mean, he does what he does every day and he's watching, you know, he's watching the shit in post. He's looking at mm-hmm. how things look. He's, he's writing the script. He's doing bits for the show. And here he is watching this talk show host get shot in the head. You know, And I was like, oh, wow, that's a cool. Uh, I never thought about that. That's interesting. <laughs> As a talk show host watching, you know, oh, shit. Talk oh, show man. Just got murdered by the Joker. That's, it's that's a little freaky. It, it's so it's so funny because there actually was an interview where Joaquin Phoenix went on Kimmel to to talk about Joker, right? The the movie and basically I I I heard a story that it was planned out ahead of time or what whatever it was. Sorry if I, if I don't if I'm not uh, up to date with the with the news on that. But basically, it's one of the most awkward and hard to watch interviews I've seen. <laughs> oh, that's yes, yes, yes. Because you, you, you did, you told me about it. Yeah, yeah. Be, because I still have yet to watch it. Oh, you should, you should watch it. It's, yeah. it's very like it's like a train wreck. Like you gotta, you watch it and you want to look away, but you just can't. Sure, so sure. you just want to see what happens next. But yeah, basically. Uh, Kimmel is his usual Kimmel self and he's asking all these questions that Joaquin Phoenix just doesn't seem to be engaging with because 
you know, when you, of course, when you're a late night talk show host, you kind of have to do the smooths, the Hollywood schmooze and talk about, oh, did you die yet? Uh, what did your friends and family think of your new look? <laughs> and of course, that's not Joaquin Phoenix at all. Nope. He is an artiste. Yes, yes, yes. Um. So, yeah, he, he he's just not biting. And then um, like an, an example is that I think Kimmel asked him about his walking Phoenix's hobbies. And he says that he used to enjoy break dancing. I mean, probably my forte was break dancing. <laughs> break dancing. <laughs> Are you talking to like popping and locking or spinning? What Everything, kind of stuff? Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Would you do it out on the street for people to see? Sometimes, but it was more personal. It was. Yeah, I like to keep it for myself. It's uh -huh. like a personal expression. I didn't need kind of adoration. I didn't need people to validate me. It's just something that I felt inside. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah. He and and then he... Kimmel, Kimmel was like, uh -huh, I know, I know. And so he like moves on to the next topic. He um, shows a clip, uh, an outtake from the Joker movie where... Phoenix is trying to like find his character in a scene and someone is like making some noise offset or something. That was just like the constant whispering, just shut the up, dude. I'm trying to like find something real. Sorry, it's, it's, it's not like such a it's, it's not a big deal, it's not a big deal. Yeah, it is. And I know you started the Share thing, Larry. Yeah, funny making fun of me. I am a diva. This is not an insult. Share really? Just singer, actor, dancer, fashion icon. How is that an insult? I can't do this, man. Yeah, basically, it's just like this really embarrassing outtake that I heard was fake but i i don't know i didn't read up on it too much all right maybe hopefully it's fake sure. if not that's a pretty embarrassing thing to put on your tv show <laughs> of this yeah um interesting I yeah to see that so basically so phoenix can even relate specifically to the character exactly. he's always been awkward on on talk show uh there's the letterman i never saw, i never actually saw the phoenix documentary yeah, yeah about his rap career right going on yeah right, right. <laughs> He's, he's always been an, an interesting character. Sure, but sure. Yeah, so basically, I just thought it was, it was funny that you brought that up where um, that exact situation from the Joker almost did happen where uh, the, he brings on this person to, like, basically low-key make fun of him yeah. on TV. That's right, that's right. And uh, if, you, if you watch the clip on YouTube, that's basically just all the comments is like, Kimmel just almost got shot by <laughs> Phoenix. It's so funny. Um, Testament to how good Kimmel is. Ex oh, exactly, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. But with with that, going into the Joker transformation, I, I did think that that was absolutely the uh, crescendo that sure. the that the movie was leading towards and it was it was glorious it was it was really great from so you from, enjoyed it i i enjoyed the movie as a whole i enjoyed the the ending the last 20 minutes more than i've enjoyed a movie in a long time so probably since 
uh, probably since Endgame. Hmm. Like I, I enjoyed it very much. It was super satisfying. It was just great to see just visually how visually how the Joker took over for Arthur Fleck. So it threw Arthur Fleck out the window. He is Joker now from the point where he is where he kills his mom onward to where he starts putting on the paint. It's just it's it's just Joker town from there. And, you know, of course, one of the moments that I felt embodied the character the best was, of course, the scene where his friends come over. Um, the the guys from his clown um <laughs> yes, you just see yes, like, yes, yes. They, they come over to um to talk about they're like, Oh man, I heard your your mom passed, just want to spend some time with you. And um at this point he's Joker. Like that's he's it, Joker. And then just stepped in they they're the wrong, wrong place at the wrong time. Oh, big time. <laughs> and then they're <laughs> so they um start talking about the uh the murders on the subway. Yes. Because obviously the yes. uh, everyone's talking about the clown who killed those uh, Wayne industry guys right. on, on the train. And which so so you're talking about the parallels to New York. Mm-hmm. I wasn't here uh, at the time. I think I was born. I was born in '79, and I moved to North Carolina. I was at a younger. Age. I moved to North Carolina at ten, mm-hmm. so it would have been uh, actually younger. I was '88 or something along those lines. But I think I was too young. I'm not sure when Leo gets happened. Do you know that story? I don't. Leo Getz, uh, if I recall, I think his name was Leo Getz, was, if you look him up, he could have played the Joker, actually. He was this jaded New Yorker that was in, at a time, could you even call him jaded? I I don't even know. But he was in, he was a New Yorker and he was living in New York at a time where the subways were worse than what was shown in that Gotham, mm-hmm. in Gotham City, in in the Joker film. Yep. And, and you'll see where it connects. You've got these three Wayne Industry guys who are kind of these stock market douchebags that mm-hmm. are down there and they're partying and they're picking on the Joker and the Joker kills him. Right. Mm-hmm. That's where he kind of maybe that's that's really where the switch might be turned on for him to go from deranged to, okay, you know what? I'm just going to kill everyone that fucks with me. Leo Getz character, this, this guy, uh, <clears throat> is accosted by these three, three or four uh, assailants in the subway. Um, and and from what I understand, I didn't know, I, I don't remember when the first time I rode the subway in New York, I want to say... I had left, moved to North Carolina, and then came back. So maybe as a teenager, perhaps, but too young to be on the subway. But it, by there was that certainly. That, I, there's no time. way my my mom's gonna let me go on the subway. <laughs> of course, I don't know, like I remember riding a bus I, uh, I, until eight years old, maybe with her or something with my parents. But um, the subways, though, were so bad that I mean, if you think of like if 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 you say. Um, Think of a neighborhood, for example, now that you know of, your family might say, all right, don't go to that neighborhood at night. Don't do that. You're going to get fucked with. Something's going to happen. You're going to get robbed. I don't know. That was, from what I understand, the entire subway system 
in New York mm-hmm. at this time. I want to say late seventies, early eighties. I don't remember the year that this happened, but um, there, this character, this 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 guy, Leo Getz, goes rides a subway and um, is he's got a gun on him, and he's a, something happens where these three kids come at him. And I don't know if they're intent on if they're just fucking with him or they're, they they want to see if, how much money he's got. They, they're intending to rob him. And there's three or four of them that come at him and he shoots him. One of yeah. them, I think one of them had a gun, if I remember correctly. I know this from law school. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know the story. That's when I read it because what he does is he becomes this figure in New York. He doesn't kill just one of them. I believe he kills all four of them. Mm-hmm. And he is um, criminally tried for murder because the the argument is made that the first two or three uh, assailants could have been coming at him. And I, I can't remember how many of them. I think at least one, if not two of them had guns, but he's defending himself at the onset. And seemingly he, he, he shoots to kill these first two. But then at the, I think he goes forth. One of them is down. I, he just, I don't know if he fired. I don't remember the details if he fired willy-nilly throughout the subway mm. um, throughout the car itself but the last um of the three the third of the fourth assailant is also killed apparently he kills the guys on the floor and mm. he kills him he shoots him in the back something okay. along those lines but from yeah. what i the, 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 what i understand this leo gets was was hailed as a hero for going into the subways and taking the subways back and saying you mm. know what i'm not gonna um be fucked with. Like, mm. I'm not just going to go and ride the subway, you know. I and feel, I feel <laughs> like I actually did hear about him. Did he have glasses? Yes. He wore, he wore glasses? Okay. Yes, yes, right. yes, I, yes. I, so I did hear about that. And yeah, yeah. So originally he was kind of like this uh, New York folk hero or, sure. or something yes, like that. Yes, yes. He, the he becomes this, this super character to the... Uh, uh, is a revolution a yeah. little bit in that respect, and and then I think after afterwards, he I think he went on the news and started saying like weird stuff, and then people kind of like fell off yes. his his bandwagon. Yes, yes, yes. At he, that he, point, he took yeah. on, he took on a different persona without Twitter, which okay, is yeah. amazing at that time. Yeah, okay, just going on these new shows. Okay, now I know what you're talking yes. about. Yeah, yes, and I do. Yeah, from what it sounded like, it did sound like they took inspiration from that for the movie. Sure. So definitely, yeah, right, definitely, and you've got, and it's the same thing. But again, it's 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 the weird, relatable charm at the beginning of me of us versus them mm. becoming this diabolical maniac. Right? Do you see? Uh, well, no, let me take withdrawn. Let me take that back here. Is is it your favorite? Because now we've seen we've seen Joaquin Phoenix mm-hmm. talk extensively about Ledger. We talked about Mark Hamill's Joker, mm-hmm. the animated Joker that is. We didn't even talk about Jack Nicholson, which we both have to rewatch. Quite frankly, right. um, yeah. another character who seems to have no origin story and just comes. Yeah, but <laughs> he's just so powerful on screen that Amazing. it kind of doesn't matter. At it that doesn't, point. and I love that. That's again, that's that's the Joker that I've I've always known. I want I I don't want him to have the origin. I want him to be. This unstoppable force mm-hmm. of Batman. Consider stopping. That's one of the crazy things about Batman and him is that Joker seems to be the only character that makes him question like yeah. his one rule. You got to break your one rule. Tonight's the night. You got to break your one rule. <laughs> um, yeah. So you've got you've got Hamlet. You got Nichol- Nicholson. You've got 
the other animated series that we've seen. Recently, Jared Leto played mm -hmm. him and was apparently not happy about this, <laughs> <laughs> which I can, I can give two fucks about. Oh, I'm not gonna kill you. I'm just gonna hurt you really, really bad. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'm not a fan of Leto's Joker. Oh, man, that's my favorite Joker, man. He's <laughs> my favorite. Uh, yeah. Something I've always enjoyed about every Joker, except for Jared Leto's Joker, mm. is that as diabolical as they are, as crazy as they are, as unpredictable as they are, as the character, the actor, whatever it is, whoever's bringing that Joker to the screen, to the voice, they are funny. <laughs> They're mm -hmm. always funny. And right. in that moment is one of the few moments of levity where the poor guy, he was trying to get out of the apartment. He's like, I can't reach the door. <laughs> yeah. I can't reach the door. No. I, I'm not going to kill you. Get on out of here. It's okay, oh, buddy. <laughs> that was that <laughs> was so fucking fucked up. I, dude, that was, that was the point where I was like, yep, he's a joker. Yep. That exactly. like, that was so yes. like on brand for Joker. Yes. Yes. Because yes, yes, it's yes. that point where, that, that's what the Joker does is like he makes a joke and then takes it just of that inch too far. Yes, of course. Right. And it's it you you know that it's horrible, but you also can't help but laugh at it. Like that's <laughs> like that's his brand of humor. Yes. You know, yes, like yes. that that kind of um uh to compare it to a stand-up comedian that like Anthony Jesselnik type of black humor but you gotta admit that it's kind of funny the yes. way that yeah yes, so that yes, kind yes. of deal um yeah just so uh, i would have liked if there were some more moments like that in the movie where it, it actually was legitimately i mean there were other points where, where it was funny you know of course the part where like the the two officers are like talking to him at the, the hospital and um, he, he like storms off. He just smacks, smacks into the into the sliding door. Yes. the hospital. That was. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Even Ledger. I mean, like, like then... you go back to Ledger. Uh, I'm jumping back to Dark Knight mm -hmm. here, but the, the, the not not the introduction. It was an amazing bank robbery scene. But when I mean, he introduces himself to the to the criminal to the gang, yeah, pencil trick. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yep. How about a magic trick? I'm gonna make this pencil disappear. It's it's gone. Oh, and by the way, the suit, it wasn't cheap. I'm gonna get rid of this pencil. I'm gonna make it disappear. <laughs> and it's funny. <laughs> yeah. Um I hated Leto's Joker because it wasn't funny. It was I didn't feel like he didn't even laugh. He yeah. just does that long extended ah. Ah, 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 ah. He fucking yeah. laughs. Joker laughs, and he's even even if he doesn't think he's funny, he's laughing at his own jokes. Yeah, and I mean, you're like, okay. I mean, they they cut out the majority of his screen time, so he could have had some yeah, some yeah, decent yeah, stuff yeah, in there. Just, but yeah, it's just yeah. That's one thing that I don't like is when the Joker is a side character. It just doesn't work because there are there are a lot of points where joker isn't the main focus of the story like he has to be there for one reason or another True. but if he's not the main focus then 
it just, it just doesn't feel exactly right. So, for example, um, take it back to animated. There are episodes of Young Justice where the the Joker shows up alongside other villains, and yeah, when he's there, he's kind of just. I mean, he's a Joker, but he's not. Sorry, he is that guy. Yeah, yeah, he he's not commanding the screen like he sure. he usually does. So he's kind of just this this guy who just laughs and that's kind of it and yeah it just kind of feels like um a a bit of a waste like for example that that was the feeling that i got with robert de niro's character murray you know or even mark maron as like his assistant Hmm. it's you you see them there and you know that they're these amazing actors with these great careers and they're kind of just just there and they don't they're they don't do as much as you know they can do and that's how i feel when the joker is a side character in a different story um i think it's all i think i also felt that way with the animated batman hush movie ah. where I spoilers for for Batman Hush the animated movie but just a great comic right animated well, is a little different yeah they they changed the story right basically Hush or in that continuity the Riddler sets up an elaborate series of events that lead Batman down this path and part of the plan is to kidnap the Joker and make it look like he killed Batman's friend, who uh, is one of Batman's only childhood friends. Thomas Elliot, right? Right, yes. Mm -hmm. Who, in the comics, is Hush, Hush, but in the movie, movie, yeah, yeah, he's just this guy, um, which was awkward. But, yeah, I I felt like it it didn't feel... It felt awkward seeing the Joker be used as a tool because he's usually the one using other people, right? You know, so to see him be used as a as a tool to get Batman to do something. I mean, of course, there there's probably characters that can outsmart the Joker given the right circumstances, but yeah, it just it just felt weird, you know. So, who do you think? Is he a fa- do you have a favorite? Leto, I told you. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. no. Um, I'll kill you. <laughs> you don't want no beef? You don't want Why, no beef? Wrong? You don't want no beef? You don't like me? Um, favorite Joker. Um, that's been there. And I have, I, have another, I have a follow-up question to this. I would say my favorite Joker would be so tough because I like the different jokers for different reasons. Sure, sure. So that's yes. why I have trouble that's why Good I have point. trouble picking a favorite movie. Okay. Across all genres is because I like different genres for different things that they do. I would say that Heath Ledger's Joker the Arkham series Joker. Mm. When you say that, you mean the video? Yeah, the the video games, Joker, are 
on a similar level for me because of their charisma factor. Right. And I would put Joaquin Phoenix's Joker below that. Hmm. So they're like the top two, and then he comes in like third-ish, something like that. Yeah, I'd want to see... Uh... I'd want I, 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 Hamill's too old now, but I'd love to see Hamill actually play live action Joker. Wow. I'd love to see him bring. From I what mean, I understand, I read a, mm -hmm. I read a little bit about the, the way the animated series and any of these animated cartoons work is the the actors record the audio in a studio, not unlike what we're doing right now mm -hmm. at home by themselves. Hmm. They're not with the rest of the actors, and then the audio just gets laid in. Well, right. Yeah, they record everything separately, separately in, in many cases. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, there's been a couple movies I've read about where, a couple animated Batman films where they have done it together. Mm. And the actors talk about Mark Hamill bringing this charisma right then and there. I mean, uh, you know, the, the, many of the actors are, are doing what we're doing. They may be standing up and they're bringing that. That, that charm, that character, but yeah. apparently he's been at table reads and he stands up and he gets all animated and he's playing the Joker essentially right there at the table. Like, right. <laughs> I'd love to see that live action because I've always loved, I mean, it's Hamill and Conroy for me, Batman and Joker, that's it, or Joker and Batman rather. Exactly. <clears throat> I, I, I would love that as well. Just even if it's just a short something like that, that, that would be amazing to, to see in live action. Have, have you ever seen, um, uh, I forget. I forget which channel it's on. It might be like Screen Rant or Wise Wisecrack, one of those YouTube channels. Have you ever seen Tommy Wiseau play the Joker? No. You told. I think you mentioned it. You mentioned yeah. it at some other. Program. I might have some, something like that, but yeah, <laughs> yeah need you need that. you need to watch that because <laughs> one, he looks shockingly appropriate for the mm -hmm. part, mm -hmm. Tommy Wiseau, and yeah, just this manic, unstable energy that he brings to it is you just gotta watch it. Have you ever danced with a devil in the pale moonlight? Did you? No, but I did. And I did like a devil. Why? So serious? Why so serious? Why so serious? Let's put a smile on this face. Why so serious? So yeah, if and if anyone out there hasn't seen it, just look up Tommy Wiseau, Joker, and there's two two main videos that should come up. One is an audition tape that he does, uh, well, a fake audition tape that he does um, to try and play the Joker, and then the other one is him reenacting the interrogation scene from the Dark Knight movies, and. Yeah, just just check those out there. Yeah. You you will watch them many times because they are that amazing. Who would? Uh, oh, sorry, you got a question? Oh yeah, no, yeah. go ahead. If this continuity is not going to continue, mm. if Phoenix is not going to continue as the Joker at this point, or if they're going to do I don't know a sequel and give him another run at the Oscar, right for this, and not play him into the world of the DC universe. Mm. He's clearly not going to be the Matt Reeves Batman that's coming. Yeah, He's not going to be in Suicide Squad. We get that in Suicide Squad too. That'd be cool, actually. Right. I'd, I'd, I'd be interested to see that, but it's not happening. Mm. Who would you cast in a future? Let's say, all right, fast forward to this current one, right? Mm. The Batman is coming out next right. year. Mm -hmm. um, 
and let's say that nails it, makes a billion dollars, mm-hmm. gets greenlit for Batman 2. People love it. People love Pattinson. They love Farrell. They love the storyline. They love whatever's happening. Mm-hmm. Batman 2 comes in and, and it's Deathstroke and Joker or something like that. Maybe Joker hires Deathstroke or vice versa. I don't know how it'll play out. Say, Who do you see as the Joker? Willem Dafoe. <laughs> <laughs> Un, uh, unquestionably, unquestionably jump right in yep. interesting mm-hmm. interesting he's play, I mean, he's done so much but yeah. even then you'd still want to see Willem Dafoe I, I cool. would want to see Willem Dafoe yes because mm-hmm. I, I feel like he, w- he would bring the right the right energy to the role and we already know that he's very good opposite Pattinson because they just recently did that movie together The Lighthouse ah I gotcha the, the, the black and white mm-hmm. movie um, which has received very warm regards from uh, from critics and and uh, viewers alike. So, I'm, I'm, oh, go ahead. Um, yeah, no. So I was just gonna say, like, the chemistry is is already there. Sure. So yeah, I would I would very much like to see that. I thought about this before, and I have a new idea. <laughs> There's two. I have two two different picks, mm. and they'd be different characters. I would okay. write. I would write them differently based on the actors. If I was going to do a different, I would. I would research the story, and I'd find that, that no man's land might be an arc that I'd pull into it if I could. I was just saying we were talking about that off camera for a moment, if you will. But uh, or, uh, that that would be amazing showtime mm-hmm. script, uh, two seasons worth of something where you've got Gotham City blown up and them dealing with the aftermath. But pulling that into a film. To see the Joker come in as the feature villain, if I was going to have two different, they, 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 again, they'd be different characters, quite frankly, but a funnier, dastardly Joker, mm. equally as diabolical, keep in the diabolical, keep in the, 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 the maniac, but funnier potentially than most, uh, Sasha Baron Cohen. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Because he could, can do, be interesting. He can do, but the, the, as as a comedian, he can do anything. And I I, I, I genuinely believe it's harder to be funnier than it is to act. Um, the, this he's is done true both. as well. Yeah, he's done both. It's so, a yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Uh, Seinfeld's talked about that on Howard Stern in something of a flippant manner, where he's like, "Ah, you're acting, acting. You're pretending. It's pretending. <laughs> Funny. You've got to write the stuff. You've got to deliver a line. You've got to have the timing. It all comes yeah. into it. You can't pretend to be funny, right?" And you've got, and Baron can act, and Baron can be funny. Mm. Combine the two and let him run with it, you know? Let him go off script a little bit. Um, that could be interesting, yeah. I'd even love to screen test Robert Downey as the Joker. It'd be fun. Because he's known has. he's known for going off script, right? He's known for doing his own thing. Yeah. I'd love to just give him a story. Give him a Yeah, just let him read scene. through be awesome. oh the God. scene. That would that'd be pretty. Yeah. He'd, he'd probably bring this really suave. Yes energy to it. Yeah, you'd have a great suit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, of course. You'd have a, you'd have so, a great suit with like a t-shirt yeah. underneath that says like, ha ha on it or something like that. He's he, not he, my... he would he would still, he would just be Tony Stark and Joker. Tony makeup. Stark as Joker. <laughs> <laughs> He's uh, like, uh, yeah. hey, Batman, Um, so I see that you're trying to save these civilians here. So what I'm going to do, uh, I'm just going to take those from you. Okay. And uh, so I'm gonna, I have this uh, blimp full of Joker gas and it's going to fall on the city. What I would like you to do is, are you with me? Are you with me? Okay. Here's what I want you to do. And then he would just, he'd just like that. And this I, whole I brooding would, persona that you've got going on, really, Batman? It's 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 overplayed. It's over. <laughs> Let's move along from yes. it, okay? Shall we? I'm gonna kill these people. <laughs> he takes off his Tesla. <laughs> it's a purple Tesla. That's not the other one though. That's not it. He's uh, Sasha Baron Cohen would be my funny Joker. Mm. 
my serious Joker, uh, it'd be a different character. It'd be dark. It would be Phoenix Dark, but it would be in line with uh, again not Dark Watchmen style, but mm. it would be a darker character. Mm. It'd still be funny, of course, because it's the Joker. It's what I need for yeah. my Joker. Also, on a side note, yeah, uh, we. At least right now, the the plan is to do uh, a Watchmen episode. Ah. Yeah, in, in spite of do a lot of hope. Yeah, even, even oh, though, yeah, even yeah, though you're not TV show, right? The TV yes, show, yes, yes, e- yes, even yes, though yes, you're yes. not uh, super, a fan of the super movie. fan. Oh, right. the, 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 I've I've gotten into the TV show. I'm into it. Okay, yeah. yeah. yeah no, so I'm, uh, so that, I'm, that, I'm totally into that. Well, that's in the pipeline. Perfect, perfect segue here. Mm. All right, because where I'm going to go now for my serious Joker mm. comes from the boys, mm. Anthony Starr. Huh. And okay. we'll see Anthony Starr do it. Because Anthony Starr's playing this... Guy who plays Homelander, right? Homelander. Mm-hmm. He's playing this really douchebaggy, evil Superman, essentially, mm-hmm. right. in The Boys, which podcast is coming soon on that. I'm very, I'm very excited to do that. That's happening. Uh, but I'd want to see Anthony Starr. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, that'd be... Uh, it'd, he, would, he would be my pick right now. It'd be, it'd be, it'd be different. Yeah. <laughs> I think he could bring something to it, and he 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 always looks like he's smiling anyway. I know, yeah. He just has that (laughs) that naturally, uh, that just face. Yeah, Yeah, like I can see it. Yeah, those are pretty good picks. Yeah, like that. So, uh, I guess closing thoughts. Closing thoughts on uh, the movie. The I mean, we covered a lot of where we want to see the character go in general, right? But. Uh, and we already basically said without giving a hard number, we gave our, our ratings for the movie. So the, you guys can a- extrapolate our words how, however you, however you want in terms of a, a rating. I'm not going to give a number for it. Cause I, I feel like the, the Joker is, is beyond, uh, the numerals that we have access to. He's on a different scale. So he's, <laughs> yes. yeah, he's rated differently. Yep. Um, but yeah, I, I guess I'll just say that with the character or, and with the movie, it was a study of a phenomenon in society where, you know, you have people who feel like society is against them and you turn against it. And the filmmakers used the Joker as a medium to tell that story. This didn't necessarily have to be a Joker movie, nope. but they made it that. Sure. And I mean, I'm not disappointed because they're just going to make a new Joker anyway in a few years. So we're going to get all the wacky Joker hijinks back anyway. But right. this is a more, it's a more sensitive story. And um, yeah, I just... To I guess to reiterate, I just like the fact that you can either take take the movie at face value or or not at all. Like even uh, even the the parts where he's being hailed as the new king of the Joker gang, um, you could very easily say that that's all all in his imagination. That he thinks that himself that he killing those guys started this movement when actually maybe it didn't, you know, cause as you said in, uh, in the Batman TV show in his mind, he sees everyone else as, as jokers. Oh, so that's right. Yeah. Maybe, maybe the clown situation <laughs> never happened. That's right. Um, did he get the gun from his friend? Maybe, maybe not. Mm-hmm. Maybe he got the gun himself and just told himself that it was 
uh, it was from his friend. Like, cause I, I would say that maybe the filmmakers didn't necessarily mean to make it that twisty turny did, didn't Schrodinger's cat ish. Right. But if, if it was a Nolan movie, I could see, I could see it being that way. Cause sure. he, he loves to make those uh, super open-ended movies. Un- but, unanswered questions. Yeah. And like uh, I was talking to my friend Alejandro not too long ago and he was saying that he didn't believe that the ending scene in the movie was real mm. where he basically the Joker kills his new therapist and it has like this kind of Looney Tunes style ending to it. He he didn't entirely believe that that was real, especially since uh, it's also come out that it's hinted that the therapist at the end and his original therapist in the beginning were meant to look similar to each other to give some sort of meaning or credence to his mental state that things are kind of not as they seem. Maybe he was locked up the whole time, dreaming it up. Mm. You know, so there, there's a lot that you can pull apart and pick apart with this movie and draw your own conclusions with it. And yeah, that's what I like for movies to do. I like them to create conversations sure. and make it so that if you watch them, if you and your friend watch the movie, you won't get exactly the same experience. And then you can share those and just learn new things together. Um, so yeah, that's, that, those are, those are my thoughts on the movie. I enjoyed it. I wouldn't go and watch it. As you said, if this was not the Joker, mm. but what I applaud mm. for DC, as you said, even if it's not going to continue, if this is, if this Phoenix is, if there's not going to be a sequel, if Phoenix is not going to play the Joker in a future Batman or Justice League movie, mm. which they fucking should bring back Justice League. I disagree <laughs> with everything they're doing in that respect. But what I do agree with when it comes to DC in this mm. is thinking out of the box. Yeah. They're actually now like play it up. It's like Venom. It's like Spider-Man, like Sony featuring other characters and trying to make money. And Hey, sure enough, it hits next yeah. billion bucks. Right. Same thing with this Joker found an audience and found people that were not into comic book movies. Like, Whoa, I got to go see that. It's Phoenix. It's, 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 it's uh, mental instability at its worst. Mm-hmm. This is the, 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 the destruction of a character. Like, like got to go watch it. I'm in DC. Let's go crazy. Um, I want to see more. I want to see DC thinking out of the box and I'm happy about that. And I'd love to see John McClane come into the, Gotham City now that the Joker has created <laughs> as a diehard movie. Okay. <laughs> Yippee guy, He could take the Joker, right? And he would kill him. <laughs> Unfortunately. Without question. Yes, yes, yes. So. Um Yeah. So I think we should end with a slightly different segment from what we usually do. Let's see which one of us has the best Joker laugh. Hmm. So. You first. Okay. All right. I'll start. (laughs) All right. Here we go. It doesn't necessarily have to be Joaquin's Joker laugh. Just, yeah, something. Whatever you take, I'm I'm in. All right. Let's hear it. Okay. You you, you act. I've acted too. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Let me see. It'd probably be easiest for me to do 
Joaquin's laugh. It's pretty chill. Okay. <clears throat> Wait. You guys, it's, like, it's pretty close. He's like, um. Oh yeah, that was it was it was super creepy. Yeah, it's like yeah. I thought it was kind of messed up. Kind of parched. <laughs> Something like that. Uh, all right, your turn. I got to think about this. I'm, 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 I, 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 gotta, I don't know where to go with this right now. Come on, man. You said, you said, <laughs> you said that in the uh, Under the Red Hood live action scene that you're planning to film, that you wanted to try out for the Joker. That's right. Future tryouts. That's right. Okay. Show okay. me. Hmm. Black Mask. This is a scene, right? Mm -hmm. Where Black Mask and the Joker are in the movie together. Mm -hmm. They're in that moment. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> Black Mask. You just Killed your henchman. No, I can't do it. I can't. <laughs> I had a moment. You're bringing me to that point where I wanted to actually write and film that. Let's see here. Mask. You can't just kill that guy. That guy was funny. I'm the funny one in this room. I'm the Joker. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't, it doesn't play. No, no, no. I gotta. I gotta go back to the uh, drawing board on it. Oh man, <laughs> your uh, your buddy's gonna gonna end up stealing the role. He's from gonna you. take the role. I'm gonna be the black mask. It's fine. I'm not scared. You go, okay, I can do it. Cool. <laughs> you hit it though. All right. That, that, I I tried. When I came out of the movie theater, I was I was doing it pretty well. <laughs> I was doing it pretty good. I remember I was walking through Burger King. It was like try, yeah, like practicing, and like people were kind of like side eyeing me. But I, it was really, it was really fun to do in the moment. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, yeah, and I feel like we we just about did it for today. Thanks for listening, folks. We do appreciate uh, your listenership and support. Anything else? Oh, we we've got. Uh, if you haven't listened, we do have our recent. Heroes in Horror podcast that we just had up uh, just before Halloween. Yep, super fun episode Take with a our to that. good friend Justin Adkins. That's right, featuring our first special guest, yes, Justin Rusty Adkins, and uh, he's gonna have his own podcast coming out soon. Check out his podcast, Film Scara. Um, and then yeah, we're on pretty much most streaming sites right now. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Spotify, SoundCloud. So you can you can check us out and just about anywhere you can get podcasts at on Instagram, on Twitter as well. Just look for Essentially Heroes and uh, we'll come right up. I'm at O U K A N underscore O on Instagram and uh, you're Johnny Ferris at Johnny Ferris. I got it. I want to jump back into it. Rest you, okay. It took, it took me a moment. It took me a moment at the end of. He's back. Killing Joke. Mm -hmm. Okay. At the end of the Killing Joke in the graphic novel, if I remember correctly. Okay. I don't think this was a feature in the, in the cartoon. Mm. <clears throat> Batman succeeds, apprehends the Joker, and uh, the Joker tells, the Joker stops for a moment and says, hold on. I'm thinking of a joke right now. And he says, these two guys, they break out of jail. 
Um, and they've been working together for a long time. They break out of a, an asylum and they've been hatching this scheme for weeks and they get out and um, they climb this wall and they've successfully escaped the asylum as it, as it stands. And the two of them are now at this wall, but they've got to get across to the other side. And one of the escapees says to the other escapee, how are we going to do this? We just got out of this place. We've, we've working at this plant for weeks. We got all the people in the right place. We've done everything we can. And now we're stuck at this freaking wall. What do we do right now? We've got to cross from this wall. Think of it as a freestanding building to another building in the city, let's say. It's a detaining facility. It's not an Arkham Asylum, right? So the one escapee looks to the other and says, I got a flashlight. He says, what are we going to do with the flashlight? He says, I'm going to turn on the flashlight and you walk across the beam. (laughs) <laughs> the other escapee said, that's crazy. I can't walk across. What do you mean? He says, uh, go ahead. We can try it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to turn on the flashlight and you walk across. <laughs> the other escapee says, uh, I can't do that because you're going to turn it on when I'm halfway across. You're going to turn it off. <laughs> and the Joker starts laughing. And in that moment, Batman laughs actually too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That would be. Nice. That was really good. That would be it. That would be it. That was really good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got there. Yeah. Yeah. It took, it took you a minute to find something real, but took, you got took there. A second, took a second. Yeah. Just nice. <laughs> good old Johnny coming through. Thank you, folks. Yeah. Thanks for listening. And uh, yeah, you guys have yourself a hilarious day or night. Signing off. We're out. (laughs) Thank you.